0: on Jay, Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: The guy that had a different gear in the Super Bowl, Ronald Jones, the Super Bowl champion for the Bucks, will be here in 45 minutes. That voice you hear is that of Scott Keyoff. Today, the 11-year NFL vet with the Jets and Ravens is here. Of course, Jay, Will, and myself are in the house as well, fellas. It's about less and more, right? For years and years, Jay, people would take less money to play for the Pats because the return would be more. As Bart said earlier when we discussed what's going on with the Pats, you can just place your reservation in the AFC Championship game and you can get a chance at a ring and be coached by what many people believe is the best coach in the history of the NFL. But the tide has turned a little bit and it didn't take long. You extract Brady, you have one bad year, you miss the playoffs, and suddenly it's not the less argument, it's the more. I'd rather have more fun going somewhere else than maybe playing for a taskmaster like Bill Belichick, and yeah. it's a very important, Jay, setting that up because I don't think Matt Stafford's the only guy that feels that way. It is setting up a very important offseason for the New England Patriots starting at the quarterback position.
2: It, it, it's really interesting, Subin, because I, I feel like, and I, I've heard this comment floated around multiple times that you know, people didn't come to New England to play for Bill Belichick. They came to New England to play with Tom Brady. And, you know, we've had Ty Law on the show. We had Teddy Bruschi on the show talk about Matthew Stafford not wanting to be a part of the Patriots organization because he didn't feel like he was mentally tough. And, you know, they were the foundation of the Patriot way. But it's the more and more I look at Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and knowing Tom Brady, spending time with Tom Brady, watching his IG show last night, pretty much in all of his stories with the way he makes teammates feel. It it, it feels like it's more the Tom Brady way, Bart than it is the Patriot way. Because of how it makes you feel. You want to have fun. You want to talk trash. You want to be a part of that. Obviously, Gronk has said things like this before. And now when I look at the Patriot way, you know, at the Patriots, it seems like it's a little stale right now. And I know this has been a tough year. I know they could turn things around. I know Cam Newton didn't have the best of years. But do you want to live with that? Do you need that? That kind of it feels a little bit cold there with Bill Belichick. It doesn't have the same yeah. warm, fuzzy, competitive feeling that Tom Brady brings to the table.
0: Well, well Jay Weezy, you, you, you talk about you know, the Patriot way, but also you talk about you know, putting Tom against Bill Belichick. I don't think that we, we, we're making that stuff up. I think the fact that you know, when you to hear Bruce Aarons in the Sports Illustrated um, interview, He said that Tom wanted to come down here and do what? Prove that he can win one without Tom Brady. I mean, without without Bill Belichick. So that's telling us that Tom is putting Tom against Bill Belichick, not the other way around. And you hear Rob Gronkowski in his comments saying that, hey, when when, when Tom Brady gave him a call, what did he say? He said, hey, I'm just waiting for your call, bro. So that means that he quit football, the game that he loved, the game that he had so much success with, saying, hey – I don't want to play in New England. So when, you, when Teddy Bruschi attacks Damian um, Amadola when, when he attacks Amadola, then you have to attack Rob Gronkowski. You have to, you have to attack um, Tom Brady because it's Tom Brady. Was he just not tough enough anymore to want to play in New England? We talked about this in our production meeting, right, Jay Weezy? We were saying, hey, Dave, Bill Belichick is going to have to evolve a little bit, much like Tom Coughlin did when he went to the, to the Giants. Right, it was almost a mutiny early on. His problems with um, Tiki Barber, his issues with Strahan. You know, the whole issue with if you're not five minutes early, you're late, and you can't.
1: Looks like we've lost Bart's audio here temporarily. Yes. We're going to try to get that up. But Jay, you're a Giant fan, so that's actually a really great point. Uh, Coughlin is one of those guys that was seen as only being able to do it one way. He changed his ways, and he changed his legacy. He was able to make that turn late in his career.
2: Well, I think there's something to be said about that being malleable and changing with the times. And I, I don't know Bill Belichick person. No, I, I know a lot of players that have played for him. I've had a lot of conversations about Bill Belichick, but every time I hear it, it's, it's the Bill Belichick way. It's that way. And if you're a star player, if you don't have a guy like Tom Brady there that helps you win Super Bowls, helps you win AFC East championships constantly, why would you want to be part of that? Like, you go there with the caveat of knowing that you're going to win, right? Now, if you don't have that big piece of the puzzle there in Tom Brady, what's the major draw? And I've said this constantly. Coaches are only as great as their great players. So if you don't have that one star to attract whatever talent it is, superstar talent or talent that fits into the scheme you're playing you're not going to be able to achieve the same level of success. I agree with you.
1: Let me just tell you this, when it comes to the Patriots in the draft, and this is something we haven't talked about as much. Yes. Todd McShay is going to have his new uh, mock draft up tomorrow. looks like we've got Bart back. Fellas, I want you to take a yes. listen to this as we're about, oh, about four minutes away from uh, Bart's running partner, Alan Hahn, on Barton Hahn here on ESPN Radio. Take a listen to this for a second. So the Pats are the 15th overall pick in the draft, and Todd McShay has them taking Alabama quarterback Mac Jones at this point, again, Todd's new mock draft. The newest version will drop tomorrow. I would imagine we'll talk about it. Uh, Keyshawn is not here. uh, So in absentia, I will tell you that Key is not all over this Mac Jones pick. He thinks it's a huge reach. But, Bart, think about this. The Pats are known for two things. They don't trade up in the draft. They trade back. So they're at 15. You never know what they might do. Obviously, we know Brady was drafted in the sixth round. Garoppolo was drafted in the second round. Jacoby Brissett was drafted in third round. Ryan Mallett was drafted in the third round. Jared Stidham was drafted in the fourth round. They need a quarterback. Yeah. But history says, with all due respect to Todd McShay, he knows more about this than I do, history says, Bart, they're not going to draft a quarterback in the first round.
0: And and I think they have to go all in. And if they're not going to do that, then they need to have a reunion with either Jimmy G or Jacoby Brissett, somebody that they can at least stabilize. If they're going to bring in a guy like Mac Jones, then they're going going to have to bring in a veteran that you can groom him and be able to to learn how to be a professional, learn the Patriot way or whatever they want to say, but learn the system. That is a lot to throw on any rookie. And how often – or when in the last 20 years, we have never been able to say that the Patriots have the worst quarterback in the division – we understand that it's a lot of young guns. You think about Tua, if he's going to be able to reach his potential. We know right now that Josh Allen is at the peak. And if they bring Deshaun Watson to that to, that to that division, could you imagine the Patriots finally feeling what the rest of the division had to feel like, Happen to know that they had to go against Tom Brady every single game? It's going to be you talk about listen. You talk about Boston fans being irate. They'll be trying to run Bill Belichick out of town. Listen, you either die the hero or live around and stay around long enough to see yourself become the villain. And right now, if Bill Belichick doesn't get this fixed in short order, he's going to become the villain, and become the target of the exit strategy. Trumpet. Exactly. Because you look at him extra as the general bar. manager. Hey, what's the exit strategy?
2: Exactly. Right there. Front office. Yes. Hand the reins over to Josh McDaniels, right? Let there be a new wave coming. Because I, yes. I feel like we are starting to trend in that direction. I'm not going to say it's going to happen this year, but yeah. maybe the following year. And, and also, I, I would say this. You, know, you talk about the great quarterbacks that could be in that division if Deshaun Watson is able to land to become a New York Jet. And Tua, he continues to expand if they decide to stay with Tua. And what's happening with Josh Allen? It, it's, it's fascinating to me about Bill Belichick on this one is that at the end of the day, if they can't keep spinning it and turning it around, like you, it's like piranha. You start to eat yourself. Yeah, You start to eat yourself. And it, it's, you know, Sal Pantone used the, the terminology LeBronification. We're watching that happen right now, player empowerment within the NFL. Well, when LeBron came home to Cleveland, they won a chip, right? And Ty Lue was there. He went, you win a chip. When LeBron left Cleveland, they never made it back to the playoffs. And I feel like the Patriots could be, coming, could be becoming – what the Cleveland Cavs are post-LeBron.
0: Yeah, because you talk about, you know, life's about location, you know, or real estate's about location, location. That's not a great location to go up there and play in that cold weather, you know, and you. Looks oh,
3: like... I think we lost him yeah, again. We lost, we
2: lost him, lost him again, again.
1: again. But he what, does he make. want it... to be. Oh, no, he's back. Go ahead.
2: Oh, he's back. No, no we lost him again. He's gonna get. And would it come back? Will it come back? This is a great game. We should play this game the whole time we're on air. Indeed. But I feel what he's saying, Zubin. You know what I mean? Like the location, the weather. I mean, look at all the reasons why Tom and Gronk love it right now in Tampa. It's warm. They're playing for a coach that gives them rejuvenated life, a different approach. They're still winning at a high level, and it seems like they're actually enjoying playing football.
1: That's the bottom line. Keyshawn J. Wilson, Zoom been brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Spend your tax return wisely with Straight Talk Wireless. You can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for $199. Plus, get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract. And America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense. Tune in to Straight Talk. Let's tune in with Bart's partner, Alan Hahn. He joins us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. Bart and Hahn. Weekday afternoons, noon to 2 Eastern on ESPN Radio and always streaming on ESPN.
2: Not 12 (laughs) a.m. (laughs) to 2 p.m eastern like he originally said
1: not a 14 hour show it's a two hour show Uh, so we want to take it easy on alan and he joins us alan good morning uh your specialty of course has been for those that know you uh, has been the nba for a long time you guys talk about everything on your program but i think the biggest story right now short term in the nba is the reunion between derrick rose and tom thibodeau with the new york knicks what are your thoughts on this I
3: find it interesting, uh, first of all, I, I don't know, will we have Bart? Will we not have Bart? Bart are you here? Welcome to Welcome to my <laughs> to World. Be way, to be or not to be Bart. Yeah, it, yeah <laughs> we call it Check Engine Light World. <laughs> he's it's, back yeah, the check engine light is constantly on with our show. But uh, but to answer your question though, uh it, it is interesting to see how this is gonna fit. We all know what he is now. He's a you know, he's a score now. He still is always been a score, but limited minutes kind of score. to under twenty you know, twenty five uh, it will be the max for him, I think. I don't think he can play more than that, but he certainly can score. And This team is the best defensive team in the league, and they're one of the worst offensive teams in the league. So they need offense. He provides that. It'll be off the bench, and as I, I think there'll be more moves to come. But this is a very, first, uh, very interesting first move that they made.
2: Alan, every time I watch the Knicks game, I, I'm getting blitz with texts from friends, and I feel the same way. Emmanuel quickly. It just feels like, wow. Like, wow, we, we, we have it to a degree. Does this hinder his growth by bringing Derrick Rose back to New York City? A city, by the way, he did disappear from this team last time he was here for a while, and nobody knew where he was.
3: Yeah, D. Rose did go back to Chicago, actually contemplated quitting the game for a while. Uh, Here, I think the second time around, he's got a lot of people he trusts with Tom Thibodeau, obviously, three times they've now uh, been together, uh, and and Tom wanted him. And then Leon Rose and Wes, you know, he's known them since he's a teenager. So if there's anything, at least he's got the trust here that I don't think he had the first time around here in New York. So I would think that he should be a little bit in a better place. But when it comes to quickly, no, I actually think this is going to help him. I actually think this now affords them the opportunity to move him into the starting lineup at some point. Because, you know, he is a scorer, and they lack scoring at the starting point guard position. They need somebody that can do that. He can. Is he ready? That's the question. And can he be a playmaker – that's the other question. Right now, he's, he's trending right now as a Lou Williams type, which is a great type to have, mm. but they hope he can do a lot more, which is be more of a creator and a guy that can run an offense. He's still young. It's still early, but uh, obviously they love what they have in this player.
0: I mean, Alan, we, we talked about this a little bit because it looks like quickly it's really saving the, the, the draft for the Knicks. Mm. As Why aren't we seeing more of Obi Toppin, and how does he get on the, on the court to justify his draft?
3: He gets on the court if, if Julius Randle ends up somewhere else. I don't think they expected Randle to play like this. He did, you know, he p- always put up numbers in his career, but he's a guy that you felt like was mostly high usage, high volume, and, and it didn't contribute to winning. All that is out the window. He's still high usage, still high volume, and still scoring and putting up the numbers, but he's also helping them win, and that's a huge part of this. So he gets a bulk of the minutes. I don't know if, you know, you want to go forever with him as the main focal point of your offense, but because he's playing so well, it, it keeps Obi Toppin from getting the the extra minutes that you would expect a top ten pick would get on a team that is under five hundred. But I'll tell you what, though, when he does play, you see there's something there. Defensively, he's got a lot to learn, but I, I still think there's something for him here. It's just a matter of time.
2: Alan, let's go to the team across the East River and the Brooklyn Nets. They picked up a, a huge additional rotational piece and Noah Valet. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, You know, a bigger player to help them with Novell Pell Pell to give them sides. Right. That's what they need down low. Is this enough to get them over the hump, in your opinion?
3: I think they're already over the hump, Jay. I mean, I I didn't think they needed to do anything. I I feel like it's so overstated that some people want to make this a case that they have to get this and they have to get that. All they have to do is get on a string defensively. They don't, they don't need to rebound. They shoot so well. It that stuff is so overrated. It's like we're trying to find something wrong with the Nets. There's nothing wrong with them. And you know what? Noah Vonley brings. He brings a guy that can stretch. He brings some toughness. He can play. He's not going to come in it, like he's not going to give you Charles Oakley. You know, he, and that, some people think that's what the that's what the Nets need. I just think they need to get it right defensively as a as a five man unit. Their problem is at point of attack defensively. That's their problem. Their problem isn't in the back end. So I just feel like, okay, it's a couple of pieces they add to the team, give them some depth on the front court, a little bit of toughness. And I like, I like Vonley a lot as a player. But I just feel like, Jay, we're almost trying to find something wrong with them where I feel like when we get to the playoffs, the, wrong, the only, only wrong you'll have is how do you guard all three of them? Because when it's winning time, I imagine they'll all be locked in. They just got to get They got to figure out who they are defensively.
2: Alan, speaking of trying to find something wrong, I have to tell you what Bart Scott said an hour ago. I on saw our this show. on Twitter. He said that the yeah. Kansas City Chiefs mm-hmm. should trade Patrick Mahomes.
0: I see you using the word should Bart. is a weird thing, man. Wait,
2: wait wait wait, what do you want me to say? That's what you said. <laughs> I, weird I'm thing. reciting. Okay, okay, what you ca- said Okay,
0: Bart. Ca- Captain Literal Man. Way to go, Captain Literal I mean, Man. Taking should my trade? You taking my Mahomes. word and use them <laughs> against me. Wait, I'm just saying what you
2: said, Alan two. To Houston for the likes of Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watson. Well,
3: he has said that if Deshaun Watson played in Kansas City, that, that he'd have the same success as Mahomes. I, I get that part. Listen, guys, I can tell you from experience. When Bart doesn't have his CMOS, he's a little off. Like, you know, and, and I'll say this, too. What I love about Bart the most is he's not here for your approval. He doesn't mm. care if you agree or disagree with him. He feel, He believes something and he says it. And I'll tell you what. Most of the time, he'll say something where everybody flips out on him, like Dan Orlovsky did on Friday on Get Up when yeah. he told him like how crazy it is that you're going to double team Terry Kill and you're not going to you're going to try to beat up Travis. Oh, I hope you do that. I'll just tear you apart. Well, what happened in the game, guys? Exactly mm. what Bart said. So he does say things that make you a little like, is this guy crazy? But you know what? I think he believes in it. He doesn't care if you approve. And if he would trade Patrick Mahomes for Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watt. He would do it. He wouldn't have a job.
0: would you do it? But he would do it. <laughs> well, the, well, they would be in a super Bowl. You know, neither, neither the less. And guess what? J.J. Wild will help them stop the run and not be destroyed defensively, you that's know, like point. some of those other bums on that team. Because I told you that <laughs> team had a bunch of bums on defense, and they were getting away because Mahomes put up so much damn points that they can't stop, that that, that the defense so, don't have to play. That so defense the had to are play. The ne-
3: So the Nets are the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are the Nets? Is that how it, this is that, that this is what exactly, we're talking about?
0: That is exactly how it was going down. And if they don't figure out that. that the person that's supposed to take the most shots ah. on the nets is, the, is, is Kevin Durant and not, not Kyrie and not James Harden, that mm. the offense should go through the most efficient player, then they're going to find themselves, you know, um, having those memes crying, saying, hey, man, that, you know, we should have won, and they'll be talking about trading He'll one of those guys.
2: Now I see it, Alan. That means LeBron James is Tom Brady, and the Lakers wow. in that defense – so That's you, what the Bucks bring yeah, to the table. I oh, I'm seeing what's I see happening the, I right see here. Up I'm seeing I this happen Can right I
3: here. Can I ask you guys a question, if I may? And, and Zubin, in all due respect, I don't mean to take over the show. It's your show, but go if for I it. may do this, go for it. I, I'm curious what you guys think. I don't know if you heard when we had Chef on yesterday, and we asked him several questions about quarterbacks and everything, all the rumors. But I asked him directly about Sam Darnold, and like you know, are the Jets? is Sam Darnold going to be in a Jet uniform next year? What are your feelings on that? And he was like, you think he's going to be on the Jets next year? And I'm like, well, no, I'm asking you. And then he answered it by basically saying the Jets are already asking up. They already checked in on on, uh, Matthew Stafford. Uh, They're taking calls about Sam. And so his, you know, the, the way he put it, it felt like, all right, so Sam's not going to be a Jet. And I thought this is really going to get fans all riled up. Most fans were more riled up about the fact that they thought Shefty was, like, rude to me. (laughs) <laughs> because of the way he responded i thought it was a great give and take i don't know if you guys heard it but does it does it kind of catch you by surprise stop me in my tracks does it catch you by this by surprise that a quarterback that was taken four years ago at number three for a team that hasn't had a quarterback in forever that they're ready to move on whether they can get this, like deshaun watson's one thing but whether they can get anyone for him or not doesn't matter like Go they're it, moving on
0: I, I think it's crazy, right? It, but I, it, it tells you where we are. Listen, they know more about Sam Darnold than we know, right? I know we've made a lot of excuses for him. We talk about the mono. We talk about the lack of weapons. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to solid. And it's going to come down to Joe Douglas if they believe in him long term. I mean, who knows if, if maybe potentially Carson Wentz is an option. You can talk about oh Joe my Douglas. God. And no, don't go
2: from Sam Darnold to but, yeah, Carson, but, but Carson Wentz. CJ, no. that's
3: what I mean. Like, like, it's one thing if you knew you were getting Deshaun. But if you don't know who you're getting, so it's anyone but Sam – I'm holding that, on to
2: Sam.
0: That, 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 caught, that
3: stopped me in my tracks. Because, I,
0: because I, in, in a year, you're going to have to give Sam Darnold $24 million because that's his fifth-year option. So that's, that's giving, you, giving him not top quarterback money. That's a, that's a, a, a heavy um, nugget to pay.
2: I, I would, I, and I've been saying this since the beginning of the year, I, there is a part of me that would love to see Sam Darnold and Kyle Shanahan's offense Yeah, in San Francisco. Hmm. I, I think Sam Darnold Wouldn't actually happen. is a talent. I just think he's, uh, he's been a guy who's been held down by the lack of an organization. I think the organization has been inept for a while.
1: Yeah, last thing I would say there, obviously Adam is the best in the world at what he does. Right. So when he came on and told Alan that like it's a fait accompli that he's gone, he's just not guessing. He knows. People yes. are telling him things. So that might be the most instructive thing I heard. Obviously, uh, manners aside, tongue planted firmly in cheek with that. But that's a great, <laughs> yeah. great comment. And you can catch more of Bart and Allen together without Jay and I, we'll get out of the way. Barton and Allen will be together for Barton Han I'm weekdays get the team from. All, so I tell you that. <laughs> you said if you don't have it from you noon to ESPN Radio streaming anytime. ESPN Plus, you can catch the show live and then later on as well. Look forward to more NBA conversation on your show today on 98.7 here in New York and all over the place on ESPN Radio. Allen, thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks, thanks guys.
0: See you in a minute, buddy.
1: Yes, indeed. He'll see you at noon Eastern. Keyshawn Jables. You've been brought to you by Mako. Get a refresh with your refund during Mako's tax season sales event for expert paint and collision repair. Use their contactless services. It's as easy as book quote fix. Uh oh, better get Mako. Terms and conditions apply. So, how bad is the Jets quarterback situation? Adam hinting with Allen that a change is coming. And your favorite team and how dire your quarterback situation is. Get on the line, 888-ESPN, 3776 Team and level of concern from 1 to 10 on your starting QB. That is your starting QB for now. That's next on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin with Bart in the House on ESPN Radio. Hey, it's Greeny, and the Super Bowl is behind us, but there's still plenty to get to in the NFL, and we've got exactly the right people to do it Tuesday. Kurt Warner, Mike Holmgren, among my guests. Don't miss it. It's Greeny starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus.
4: to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Give it to
0: LeBron on the right baseline. LeBron spins and dunks it. Lugens,
4: scored thought he had help, and he didn't. 119-112, minute and a half to go in OT.
1: Lakers would hang on by that final 119-112 in OT that's John Ireland ESPN LA 710 the king had his 24th triple-double Lakers over the Thunder that 24th triple-double wearing purple and gold tied with Elgin Baylor for second in team history which is really astounding when you think about it considering how great of a player Elgin Baylor was and the fact that LeBron really hasn't been wearing the purple and gold that long that's why Jay's got him as the front runner for MVP LeBron's career has been magical for years, and it appears as though a magical career is just beginning in women's college basketball, courtesy of Connecticut freshman Paige Beckers, number two UConn over number one South Carolina. Another OT tilt last night, 63 59 in overtime. Beckers is amazing. She scored 31. She played all 45 minutes. The game went to OT, and she scored UConn's final 13 points, including every single point, all nine the Huskies had in the extra session it's going to take a long time because UConn's had some all-time greats but this sort of trajectory and the history of this program tells us you're watching already one of the Huskies legends in the making legend in the making good way to describe Ozzie Newsom first black general manager in the NFL now we have five he blazed the trail in the front office and of course as a great player starting at Alabama and then a great work in the NFL he's got the gold jacket and it's our remembrance today of black history always as we spend time during every edition of KJZ this month talking about some of the great moments and people in black history and newsom would qualify sports center brought to you by straight talk wireless spend your tax return wisely with straight talk wireless you can get a samsung galaxy a51 for 199 bucks Plus, get the $45 unlimited talk text data plan, no contract, America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense. Tune in to Straight Talk. And honestly, that's the question. Schefter is asking the question. As you know, Adam will be answering some of these questions because when the trades trades come down, he'll certainly have many of them first. But that's a great point. If you think Wentz is damaged goods and he's not a great guy and he's not a good teammate and he's lost his luster and somebody is going to pay a hefty price for him, that's just the fact what are you going to get for somebody like Deshaun Watson, who seemingly has so much more runway ahead of him? And it feels like his best football is still to come, which is a scary proposition.
2: Schefter was on our show the other day and said that he, he thinks that the price actually for a guy like Carson Wentz could get driven up considering the way all these quarterbacks are going lately to potentially a first round pick. Now, I, I wouldn't give him a first-round pick for Carson Wentz. I would lure towards more the second-round pick, but it is interesting to hear Shefty say that as the market is dictating leverage for a lot of quarterbacks these days.
1: Right. I would agree with you because yeah. somebody is going to trade for him to be the face of the franchise, and just that statement alone, when you're the face of the franchise, there has to be some sort of haul in return because what you're essentially saying is I need you to carry our franchise. So we'll see. Yeah. What do what you got, Bart?
0: And if you look at what you know what you know they got from Matthew Stafford, those were future picks. That wasn't even this year's pick. So if I'm Chicago, I'm saying, okay, I'll give you next year's pick because guess what? If we don't win, I won't be here anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna make sure that I do that so I can you know make sure that I have to just give you a better package than what maybe Indianapolis would give for you, or maybe give you a better package than what Chicago would give for you. Because you think about Ben Roethlisberger, and what he's been to Pittsburgh, you look at Carson Wentz's toughness his big arm his ability to throw through bad weather he fits right there with the Steelers as well and I think he makes them a contender because this is a guy that was once an MVP candidate and he's still young so that means that you still have to be able to develop him he's yet to even reach his ceiling of what he could
1: be yes Martin then
2: you bring Nick Foles the statue back to Philadelphia <laughs> seems like an interesting trade
1: no doubt and what has Keyshawn always said I'll be the one That fixes him, right? He just didn't work with Doug. It's Philly, fresh start. But every NFL coach has that moxie, that ego that says, you get him in our training camp, it's going to be totally different. This is Keyshawn J. Will Zubin coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Let's get right back to the phone calls. So the question this morning, if you're just joining us, rate how bad or good your team's quarterback situation is on a scale of 1 to 10. Basically, One would be like, we got Patrick Mahomes, I'm good, I ain't worried about nothing, toe surgery, we'll see a training camp. A 10 uh, would be, (laughs) unless Deshaun is available, as Bart has paid the price literally and figuratively for that, or a 10 like Carson Wentz, like you just know he's not going to be there, Schefter says he's getting traded, it's just probably difficult and uncomfortable to have him in the facility at any point or on these virtual Zoom meetings, whatever they're doing. One to 10, favorite team, number, level of concern, starting tomorrow on KJZ, we're going to go division by division and say, all right. You're giving your team this number. We're going to tell you what that team should do, your favorite team should do. We'll start tomorrow with the NFC East, the Washington football team, Dallas, New York, and Philly. Carlos is at Alabama. You've been waiting a while, man. Good morning. Thanks for hanging on. Favorite team, level of concern.
5: Hey, good morning.
2: What's up, brother? How are you?
5: Yeah, I'm pretty good this morning. Um, The New York Jets, that's my team, and... um, we not no real quarterback um, problem for real. Sam Donald, you know, he come out one of the best, best quarterback class of the century. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> around the right components, this guy could lead the Jets, another Broadway Joe.
1: So what's your number? Believe I mean, it or you're, not. Yeah, you're calling in Alabama where Broadway Joe started his legend, of course. But what's, what's your number? So you, I think you're bullish on Sam, but what's the number? Okay, right in the middle. Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Carlos in this one. Yeah. Like, I, I keep Sam Darnold unless I can get Deshaun Watson. I actually think the value of Sam Darnold has decreased because of the ineptitude of Adam Gase, the brilliant mind. And I think that's why everybody's talking about Sam Darnold in that degree. And, and Key's been talking about this for a while, and I'm actually coming over to the side. I, 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 watching him play, he's dynamic. I like the way he moves. I think you can still build through the draft. And I I think Sam Darnold actually is a key to unlock there, but it has to do with Robert Sala and the right coaching you're going to have around him.
0: Well, you talk about him maybe being successful in a place like San Francisco with Mike LaFleur. He's going to bring that same type of offense that's going to be predicated on being able to run the football, play action. We're just going to let some of his receivers get open by play design as well. So when I think about Sam Darnold, listen, they have an opportunity at number two to maybe go and get Sewell and start getting some protection because Becton, I believe, is a future Hall of Famer. They have an opportunity because of the relationship with um, Zach Ertz to be able to bring Zach Ertz in who he's not going to be protected. In Philadelphia, you talk about um, J- um, Allen being available. You talk about Juju Smith Schuster being available. You talk about Kenny Galladay being available. The Jets can get good really fast, but they still have to unlock the talent, which is uh, Sam Darnold.
1: Now, the beauty of this, fellas, is that you could be a fan of one team and completely see your quarterback situation. Different. Not everybody thinks Sam Darnold should stay. Not everybody thinks he should go. So a lot of it is just, it's like the ink blot, right? We're looking at that and you see something and I see something else. So we got Marcus in Arizona who weighed in on the KJZ Twitter feed. Thank you, Marcus. He's got the Cardinals as a five. So he's okay with Kyler Murray. Corey in Pennsylvania, you're a Cardinals fan. Your number would be what?
5: That's it. My number is one. My number is one. We've got no worries. Kyler Murray is going to be great for a very long time. He's got, to get, he's got to get more time under his belt. But
0: just imagine him being in, in the division he's in. Can he be a, a force multiplier like Mike Tannenbaum likes to say and be able to be better than Russell Wilson? Can he be better than um, Jimmy G or whoever they decide when, when San Francisco is healthy? And now you have Matthew Stafford within that division. So can he thrive in that division with those quarterbacks? Is he enough?
2: Bart, tell the people how you feel. How do you really feel about him as a leader?
0: Well, I didn't think he was a great leader. I I don't like his body language. I've been talking about this when they were like five and one. And everybody jumped on me, but I told him I didn't like how he responded. We, we heard reports when he was coming out that maybe the, he wasn't one of the, you know, the best leaders or best communicators. And when you see he, how he slouches, he used profane language, he's the CEO of that team. And it comes off to me like he's a bit of a front runner. And for everybody saying, that, oh, Bart, you're saying this because they collapsed at the second half of the season. No, I said this when he was an MVP candidate. You know, you have to be able to to, to handle failure. You have to be able to handle adverse situations. And attitude reflects leadership. So if he's the leader of that team, when they're down, he's got to pull them out and be the guy that's pulling them all in the right direction. It seems like he's a guy that goes and and comes within himself, and he's a guy that looks to point the finger and not the thumb.
2: And can I tell you something, too, Zubin, it's been interesting. If if you follow Kyle Murray on Twitter, he's been retweeting a lot of interesting takes. Um, you know, Jim Nagy he said, QB position aside, if you want your team to win a Super Bowl, then you want them to draft OL or DL in the early rounds in April. Might not be as fun on draft weekend, but it wins championships. Like, little signs like that, like, all right, like, are you giving incentive to your organization about where you want this franchise to go and who you want them to draft?
1: Yes, fascinating. Jim Nagy, the executive director of the Reese Senior Bowl, he sees all these prospects come through. L is in St. Louis, Missouri. On ESPN Radio, L, what you got? Team number?
6: Hey, I'm um, I'm with the Colts, and I give them. I said an eight, but it's maybe a ten because if you look at it before they signed Phillip Rivers, Kobe Bissett played good before he got hurt, and now they just pushing him to the wayside. It's like you have a guy that showed you something. Marlon Mack got hurt the year before that. I mean, that same year, um, T. Y. Hilton can't stay healthy. But before everybody got hurt, Jacoby Brissett showed that he could lead a team, and they had a winning record. Then he hurt his knee, and then they kind of fell off. And now he's just getting pushed to the wayside. Nobody's bringing him up as far as being a starter. And now they may possibly go out and get Carson Wentz, who hasn't shown anything since he got hurt the year he was the MVP candidate. So it's just interesting that Jacoby Brissett is just sitting there gathering dust and being a backup. But when he was out there healthy, he showed that he could lead the team and and they had a winning record.
1: Great one. want to try to squeeze in one more here real quick. I really like your thought on Brissett. My personal opinion is they tried to give the job to Jacoby Brissett, He just wasn't able to wrangle it. That's just my Mm. opinion, but you're a Colts fan. You probably watch it a little closer than I do. I love this one. Here we go. Charles in Ohio. Where where do you think we're going with this? Charles in Ohio. You're on (laughs) ESPN Radio. Team and number.
5: You know we're going with Cleveland, baby, the dog pound all day. First, I want to tell you guys, I just started listening to y'all probably about three months ago, and I this is how I got to start off my morning, driving this big old truck. So, you guys are just, like, phenomenal. Jay That's well, what I'm been talking about, fan. Charles. Thank you, brother. I, I've been a huge fan of yours. Bart, when you speak, brother, I got to stop and listen. you like D.F. Hutton. and you, you feel me? So, you I know, appreciate. you always speak the truth. But going with the Browns, I'm saying number three. The reason I say that is because Baker, he's been through it. I mean, he really has. But under Coach Kofanski and that whole group, you know, he showed something. Now he's about to get some money. What's that money going to do? Are you going to actually, it's gonna take you know, pieces. what are you going to do this, you know, this next football season? And I will say I love Baker. Baker, he claps back when he needs to. He keeps his mouth quiet sometimes but just like you know when he was talking about Deshaun Deshaun Watson coming to Cleveland he was like wait a minute come on yo look what, look what we've done so far so why you want to mess that up
0: yeah but they did a lot i don't know if he has as much scheme versatility as you would want your quarterback to have i mean he's a guy that thrives within this system But, listen, he has arguably one of the best rosters in football, especially from an offensive standpoint. He has two of everything, two good running backs, two good receivers, two good tight ends, and two of the best tackles and one of the best offensive lines in the game. And this is the window because as soon as he gets paid, as soon as Baker Mayfield gets paid – you have to start taking some of those pieces away. And then when you strip those pieces away, is he a guy like Russell Wilson that can do more with less? He's done less with more so far in his career, so that remains to be seen. But listen, this is why we play the game, and let's see if he can step his game up to take it to the next level.
1: Fair enough. It's one of the more fascinating ones, that is for sure. Can he be? As Mike Tannenbaum says, as Bart often says, can he be a force multiplier? Can he make those around him better? How does that fiery leadership manifest itself? Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. With more than 30 unique coverage options available, Progressive No small business. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Continue to get your voice in. Again, we're asking this morning if you're just joining us or if you joined us three months ago and you're driving a truck, we appreciate that as well. Bottom line is this, your favorite team and your level of concern on your quarterback, 1-10, one, 1 Mahomes, 10 Wentz, where are you? And again, starting tomorrow, we'll go division by division, starting with the NFC East. You give us your level of concern. We'll tell you what the solution is. And I'm sure we'll be right on every single one of those. Hit us up, 888-ESPN.
0: <laughs> Keyshawn,
2: Jay Will, and Zubin. He should sure win the MVP. That's how to block your shot, Jay. <laughs> hey, what are you talking about, Key? You don't want this smoke.
1: This
0: is Keyshawn, Jay Will,
1: and Zubin. I don't know if you can hear me. I'm making my way out from under this boulder or this rock that I was in. Uh, I thought the uh, Tiger King was going to get pardoned, uh, but apparently that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so <laughs> He, was, is not he was waiting well. in his limo. Yeah. Still waiting in his limo. They, they
1: did
0: zoop. have one out there. I didn't see Tiger King give his oops. So oh, there we you. go. What? I just, didn't, I just couldn't buy into it, man. I, I, I thought it was Sigmund and Floyd or whatever their names is, man. I, I, I did the <laughs> Sigmund last. Sigmund and dance. Freud. Yeah, Sigmund and Floyd, man. I, yes. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't. I couldn't waste that to part of my life yes. back. Yes,
1: yes, I believe Siegfried and Roy, Sigmund Freud, though, would take you inside your id and your ego. So I think we're yeah, going we're Siegfried.
0: <laughs> and man, Roy. I told y'all, I only got, got an associate's degree. Man, I told you. That. <laughs>
1: Anyway, I gotta t- By the way, is Jack Dorsey disabled your Twitter yet? Because I know you're getting some big-time yeah, yeah, hate
0: Take that off of him, man. Take my, take my stuff down, man. Take all my social media <laughs> off the screen. I don't want no smoke, man, especially when Mahomes' mom sees it because she went off on a tyrant during there. You know, She added Giselle, all that stuff. I don't want no smoke from Mama Mahomes.
2: Don't worry, the Cowboys, their social media director is getting some smoke right now.
1: Go for this, Jay. We just
2: checked this out in the commercial break. By the way, for
1: those who are just ribbing Bart, but Bart has posited some sort of Mahomes and Watson trade, which is, which is, you know, that's what we do on sports talk radio, but Jay, you just checked this out on social media. What should we know about this Cowboys hype video?
2: Yeah. So the Cowboys put out a 32 second hype video in which they showed and focused on DeMarcus Lawrence, CD lamb, Amari Cooper. So the entire 32 second hype video, there was no scene to be seen of the starting quarterback, deck Prescott. Now I did some quick research, Derek Ingleton, who is the media and programming director for the Dallas Cowboys Uh, made a statement. He said, this was simply an oversight that should have been caught and corrected by us. Anyone who's making it seem like the Cowboys decision makers use social media videos to make statements doesn't understand or take the time to understand how it all works. Trust me, there is no story here. There's a story here.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I I don't understand. Let me
2: me me think about it, Zubin. I'm going to make a hype video of our 2001 national championship team at Duke. I'm going to put in Shane Battier. I'm going to put in Mike Dunleavy. I'm going to put in myself, Carlos Boozer. Yeah, that's a great video. Wait, wait. Maybe I should put in the Hall of Fame head coach that helped us get there. How how do you have that oversight? Like, how do you not think about that if your job is in social media? Like, and how do you not want people to read into that? I don't understand how you don't put the heart and soul of your team in the video while you're trying to figure out a long-term solution to keep his tail in Dallas. I don't.
0: Especially when you can get two for one, right? Because if you want to highlight C. D. Lamb, then guess what you can get, you can highlight a pass of Dak Prescott who who led the league in passing three weeks after he got injured.
1: Same with Amari Cooper.
0: <laughs> My point. So that so so. Listen, it is something there, and listen, they, they they better find a way to figure it out because if they franchise tag Dak Prescott. He's going to have the opportunity to get that guaranteed money, move on to another team, and control his destiny. They had an opportunity to, to lock him down. He far exceeded his expectations. He was a fourth-round draft pick, came in because Tony Romo got his back hurt, and he's been a starter ever since, and he hasn't been the reason why you're losing. You should have tied him up, but you didn't want to marry him. You just wanted to date him, and now everybody else is saying that, hey, man, he may, you guys might break up, and they, they liking your boo.
2: And, Mark, this is how you fix it. Ready? Real quick. I know we live in a world where everything has to be absolute and we have to stand by what we posted. Take the damn post down. Yeah. Recalibrate it. Edit it. Put Dak Prescott in and say, hey, due to the mistake, here's our real video. It's that easy. It is a video. you got to fire whoever made the first
4: one.
1: It is a video for 2021. I've been saying on this show that maybe Dak Prescott won't be the Cowboys
2: quarterback in 2021. Maybe you guys should start listening to me. I don't know. Maybe uh, put some respect on your name. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be mad at you. I, I, I still don't understand. I, I, I still would do anything to keep Dak Prescott. You know, we, we had Jeff Saturday on the show and he was responding to Bart's comment about trading Patrick Mahomes. And I will say the same for Dak Prescott. There is familiarity in their continuity. And there are players in that team that are buying in the stock of Dak Prescott as a leader. Ezekiel Elliott. All these guys are talking about how much they believe in him as a, as a leader. Now, I'm not saying that can't be replaced with Deshaun Watson. I'm just saying that, that, that would change the dynamics of the locker room. Drastically. Tangibles.
1: Yeah, now let's weigh in. You guys weigh in on this because we're getting a lot of response on the Twitter feed because this guy is a Cowboy fan, and we're asking this morning, favorite team level of concern with your quarterback, 1-10, to 10, where 1 is I'm not concerned, and 10 is Carson Wentz. Arc Finest, 84. 7. Cowboys, Dak, mm. P. They can't agree, and I'm fine with both sticking to their guns. Cowboys don't have QB on roster. This is straight to you, Jay. So you answer. Jay said pay him, but isn't 110 guaranteed saying they're trying to pay him, essentially saying the money they've already offered the DAC is turned down, Jay?
2: I mean, yeah, but if you're Dak, I know it's about that extra, uh, it's about that shorter term yeah, contract. The it's the language. It's the language. Like, I, I, I don't, and maybe I need to understand the cap a little bit more, Bart. You can help me with this. I don't understand, like, what, what the difference is between that.
0: Well, you, you, first of all, they can put a bunch of his cap in the front of his contract and, and you'll know, give him a longer contract, but he needs to get an a opt-out, right? So, you know, you can prorate the money, but if you have a longer contract, then you can have an opt-out, so really it's a short contract, but it, it kind of gives you that caveat and gives you the, scheme, the, the flexibility and the salary cap to move up and down.
1: No doubt, Jim Nance Tony Romo oh, said Ronald Jones in a different gear in the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl champion is next.